talking relationships Worth more than money No time for the fake or the phony Tweezy jump the gym It's so evident Link up with the gang I'm talking relationships Worth more than money Alright, we back We are back What's this, episode four? Episode four and the first woman on the podcast, first woman, first black woman, first woman, period. Um, but yeah, without further ado, I want to intro- introduce y'all to my homie, Angelina. Angelina, say what's up to, to the world, to, the world, oh, to Relationships Worth More Than Money podcast. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate this, man. You know, we've been talking about this for a while. <laughs> yeah. We definitely have, man. We definitely have. It's been a uh, been a journey for for not only myself but also with you. Um, and I just want you to, you know, what I mean, just give everybody a brief, you know, background of who you are, where you're from. You know that who I am is a great question because I at this point I really don't know who I am. Okay, and I can't even elaborate too deep, but I don't really know who I am right now. You know, with changes and and life, I can't say I am who I was. 20 minutes ago, man, because I done yeah. read some stuff. I done processed life different, so I'm, I would never be the same person. Yeah. So who I am, I'm always changing. Always changing. Always changing. Um, I don't know, a back brief on me? Yeah. Uh, 35, no kids, 16 years in the Army, eight active duty, eight reserve, I'm still in. Um, I love photography. I love making people laugh, and I love to read indie authors, black authors, you know. What's your, what's your top three books? Oh, that's hard. But yeah. right now, for the year, uh, before I let go, Kennedy Ryan, mm-hmm. um, anything by J.L. Seegers, um, and Viola Davis, she she did her, you know, her biopic, uh, her biography. So yeah. Viola, she put a lot into that book. Okay. And her book is one of my comfort books because, you know, she, a lot of people see her as ugly. Yeah. And, like, they saw Whoopi Goldberg, but, man, right. those are beautiful black-ass women, man. Like, Facts. They, they, they untouchable, like. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. I mean, like, I think um, we all know without women, we won't be here. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, just to keep it a bean, like, you have to have some type of uh, love for a black woman. Love for any woman, but yeah. for us, the 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 true love for a black woman, that's that's you know what I mean, embodies strength, um, adversity, um, anything you can think of, like they are that. Times ten. You know how they say, I'm him, she's her. Yeah. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, man. Um, it's been a minute. We ain't we uh been knowing each other for about what? Man, we ain't been face to face in a while. You dipped out on me, man. You but you know it was for a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know. You was trying to see, you was trying to do something different. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. We we um man, we used to laugh. <laughs> we had a lot of laughs, man. We was the homies for real. Uh but now nah, freaking uh to this month is 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 men's mental health month, right? Mm. And um to me, you know, we're a big advocates like that's one thing i know for sure for that can, mental health stuff, yeah man. we can always talk about mental health and um talk to me like like how joining the, the army how how that you know what i mean helped you how did that you know what i mean how did that work for you 
so mental health wise. Yeah, just or um, or you know what I mean. We in can start general, in general first, and then we can so, go to the mental health. I mean, I grew up in Georgia, so yeah, I was in foster care, and then I got adopted. So, you know, the midsummer once you turn eighteen, you got to bounce out of the house. Yeah. I kind of sort of want to say that's how it was, but they created an environment to either force you out or, you know what I'm saying, you was going to get put out. Yeah. So, um, in, in foster care? Once you adopt it. Yeah. In foster care, yeah, you you out at 18. You better yeah. be lucky you make it to your 18th birthday. Damn. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I got scared, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My last year of uh, high school, I was running with the wrong people. I lost my scholarship. I ain't had, I really didn't have nothing to do. Like, I ain't had no goals because my goals were to right. ride out this soccer scholarship. And I was yeah. like, oh, I got this. And when that didn't happen, recruiters came to the school. Teachers said, you can get a movie ticket. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to take the ass van. So yeah. Damn, they hit y'all with the movie <laughs> ticket? Yo, they told us if we... uh. <laughs> If we take the ASVAB, we'll get a free A in every class that we missed for that that time taking no. the cook. Because it was like three hours, three hour test, yeah. right? Yeah. So all three three classes, we would get an A out of it for that day. Damn, they hit y'all with the <laughs> movie, movie ticket. ticket. Damn. Detroit, I got that movie shady. ticket. And then I got scared, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't really had nobody that I knew. Well, my uncle did it, but he was a truck driver. That dude was all over the place. So yeah. I ain't really get a chance to sit down and talk to him about, you know, joining the military. But then I know my dad, he was sick. So I like one day I went to him and I'm like, you know, you got a lot of kids, you know, you got bonus kids and you got what can one of us do to make you happy and make you proud? Like that, you know, my mm-hmm. kid did something that, you know, he is stand ten toes down on. So yeah. he's like, he always wanted one of his kids to join the military. And I was right. like, yeah, well, you gotta cancel that one, big dog. <laughs> I ain't doing that. <laughs> this is before the ass bam. I'm right. like, cancel that big dog. I'm not you doing already had that. Dreams. And and he was just like, he let it go, like, and, and then, like, maybe a couple months later, he had got sick, and I, I ran that thought back by him, and he was just like, the same thing, nothing changed. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, when you get better, take me to the recruiting station. Right. And he looked at me like, what? I said, yeah, when you get better, take me to the recruiting station. He took me to the recruiting station. This was me and his little secret. Mm-hmm. Went to the recruiting station. Um, I gave him my stuff. This was, like, July. And I was like, you know, when can I leave? And he was like, September. Yeah. I was like, of this year? He was like, yeah. I was like, all right, bet. I looked at my dad. I was like, you down? He was like, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I got this. And it wasn't until the day I planned on flying out that I had my stuff packed. And my mom was like, where you going? Yeah. I was like, oh, I joined the Army. Dang. She was like, you did what? I was like, yeah, I joined, I joined the Army, man. Like, like fuck it. I was gonna get put out or yeah. it was a stripper. I, ain't, I ain't, you yeah. know, what I'm saying I ain't really got much to do. I ain't got nothing. Homeless to do. or a stripper. Yeah, Uncle Sam took me in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got you, huh? He got me. Got you. Took care of you. He took um, care of me, man. I did it. So you, you, you joined. Um, what year? Oh seven. Oh seven. So we were still in the middle of, um, Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's 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 what really that's what really messed my people head up. It's like you a female, you going out here. What if you get deployed and killed? I'm like, man, we just lost. I, I was just at the club standing next to a dude that got shot and he dead. Like it's the right. same difference. Man, honestly, I ain't trying to be funny, but we come from a we come from them places. <laughs> that's that's normal. That's normal. Like the 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 chances Drive-bys. of you the chances of you getting killed in in the service, and I'm not trying to. Minimize it. it and you know, minimize I get what you're saying. Yeah, but like we, 
we come from areas where that shit was happening on a daily, weekly. I'm a space guy. You know what I mean? Anything. Shooting crap. Man, you could walk out the door and brush somebody the you wrong way. You got on Jordans. You can step somebody. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. It's a rabbit hole we can go down on the different ways. Man, and, and I used to, um, I think, um, matter of fact, Jim Jones said that, that hip-hop artists have it the worst um, when it comes to being targeted in the in the military, I mean, versus the military. And I had to look back at it, and I was thinking, like, well, you you kind of, like, making it, you warrant, you bringing the attention, attention. to yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's the same, it's, it's still in the streets. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what they do. Like, in the military, at least you train, you know what I'm saying? You train, you know how to defend yourself. And normally, nine times out of ten, we know who the enemy is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um... I would say, yeah, it's like it's like guerrilla guerrilla warfare almost. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't <laughs> in the streets, you don't know who, you, you don't know who. And then the bad part about it, it be your own people. Man, listen. That's that's that hurt. Yeah. It be your, your own, own people. people. Be your own people. But um going when you when you jumped into the uh the army, how did you how did you feel? Like how did it how did it make you feel like after because you saying before you was like, nah, I ain't doing it. Then you you did it September you left yeah and then how was the transition in the beginning of it Oh man I was excited because this was like I knew I was about to make my father proud like I knew for yeah. a fact that you know he never left Georgia and he drove from Georgia to Fort Leonard Wood Missouri to see me graduate you know what I'm saying Fort Lost in the Woods La Fort Lost in the Woods yeah. man he drove there yeah you know what I'm saying That's a nice I was ride. I, hmm, he because he wasn't flying yeah. he wasn't getting on nobody train. <laughs> Yeah. So, once he made it, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm finally gonna take this serious because I was only doing it just to you know get through basic training, my training, my trade school, and I was gonna like, uh, mediocre to that shit. Yeah. But man, family, that's sh- it's crazy. November, Thanksgiving, I didn't go home. December, we had like a break before I went to my AIT mm-hmm. for my uh, my MOS. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna go home. I went home in December. I'm thinking, like, I'm about to get the love from the city. Oh, they was like, <laughs> you come back here, you think you better than us because you done went off and, you know what I'm saying, you done, you making something about yourself. And I was like, yeah. whoa, like, greetings and salutations to you too, right. motherfucker. Right, <laughs> uh, I felt a little sideways about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it from a lot of people, but I got it from some people. And then I was like, you know what, this is not going to make me come back here and, like, hang out with y'all and do right. dumb stuff. Like, I'm really about to make something of myself. I think... My school wasn't even that long, so I graduated in, like, end of February. Yeah. And I made it home by March. The beginning of March, man, my dad got sick the middle of March, but he was gone at the end of March. Damn. And they talking about, I never showed up at my first duty station, and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. The person I was doing this for is gone with it. Right. No face, no case. I'm out this joint. Yeah. Now, now how, how did that, like, how did they handle it? How did the, the how military? Did, yeah, how did the oh, military? They was looking for me, man. Yeah, so oh, you yeah. went UA for? Oh yeah. For how long? About six months. Yeah, and then what happened? My uncle called me. He was like, like he looked just like my dad. I, I had to stop talking to him because he looked so much like yeah, him. Yeah, he reminded you. He called you. me and he was like, you know, what you got going on? I just called to check on you. How you know how the military treat you? Yeah. I was like, oh, man, bump the military, man. I ain't, I'm not doing that. Yeah. He was like, what you mean you not doing it? You done. Told these people you about to do something, you gotta finish it out. I don't care if it's three months, six months, a year, you gotta finish it. Yeah. And I was like, I was doing that for daddy, Uncle Charlie. I'm like, I, yeah. 
Yeah. Miss me with it. Yeah. He said, that's not how your daddy raised you. You got to complete this. And I just went, like, turned myself in. Now, did did you get, like, any, like, restriction or anything? Or did they, did they like, understand, like, why you... Oh, they don't care. Yeah. No, under, ain't no understanding. You weren't where you were supposed to be in the uniform you were supposed to be in, so you was wrong. And you was brand new. Yeah. So you ain't built no rapport, no Nothing relationship with, with some, people, some people that are, like, actually look out for you. Yep. So, I mean... I got a slap on the wrist. I bumped into a couple, you know, officers that sat me down and told me, like, you know, if you're not going to stay in, at least do your time and get up out of here. Yeah. Like, don't cross don't cross nobody's path the wrong way. Don't disrespect nobody. Just mm-hmm. do your time and, and get out. And I got an opportunity thrown at me today to go to uh, New Jersey. And I was like, all right, I'll go to New Jersey. Once I went to New Jersey, it was up from there. I started meeting people. I started traveling more. I was yeah. doing more. So... I became happy with it. Yeah. What you was that? Four dicks? Yeah. Yeah. Four dicks are dope, man. Um, it's the air. Air is it mainly air or so it's uh it's joint base. Yeah, it is. It's joint base. So it's like it's us. more air force than anything. Yeah. Though. Yeah, okay. But yeah. Maguire, what Maguire, Dicks, and Lakehurst? Yeah, it's yeah. like three days. I ain't yeah. know that third name. I just yeah. know four dicks because that's where one of our MEP stations was when yep. I was on recruiting. So to be out and there. that's how I ended up over there. Yeah. MEP station, because um I was in medical unit. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. What well, um <clears throat> after going through that, you know, the first six months and and then you, you really had to like buckle down and, and do the army life, like <clears throat> how did it how did it help you? Like like how did it help you, you know what I mean, with your um uh, with your dad passing away? Like how did it how did it help? Um, I think I was more so um lost still. Cause I just couldn't understand, like, like my dynamics growing up. My dad was like, he was the, he was the savior out of the the two, like my my foster mother and him. Like he was the one that saved us, like you know, lead them kids along type stuff. But she was always at our throats, being negative and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was kind of lost at how somebody as genuine as he was can be gone, and somebody as hateful as her still here. Yeah. So I didn't accept his death for a long time. Right. Because in my head, he was still here. Like, because I wanted him to be here to help me through this. Mm-hmm. And when I accepted that he was gone, is when I was like, I really have to stop living in uh in fear mm-hmm. um and loneliness. Yeah. Because you know how it feels, man. You could be around, you could be in a freaking stadium of people and still be lonely. Still be you lonely. You can go to Granny's house for Thanksgiving and still be lonely. I don't think people understand that no matter how many people you're around, you can still be lonely. Right. And I was around people and still was lonely and didn't understand why I was lonely. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) And it's crazy because at that that same time, like, um, my mom, you know, I don't don't, don't speak to her. Cause you know she was that that the little evil one. Ain't getting no breath from me, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't um put myself in those situations, and I try to teach my kids that too. Like, hey, you can't allow other people to, you know what I mean, um, hinder your progress, and you yeah. know what I mean. Like, you know how everybody always say, "Oh, that's still your mom." This, this, and this. I, you know, you know how many relationships, friendships, and family members I done had to ditch because. One, I was told that I was ungrateful for not talking to her. They was like, yeah. you know, she adopted you. She did X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, but to adopt me and treat me the way you treated me, you could have left me where I was at if you already knew this, how you were going to treat <laughs> right. me. So 
why should I be grateful to be verbally, physically, and mentally abused? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I, grateful for what? Right. I, you only got one mama. Okay. You, and you only get one time to try me. Mm-hmm. Once I hit adult status, it was up from there. Like, you're not Over. talking to me like that. <laughs> like, who you talking to? You know what All I mean? All right, I, I'm out of this joint. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like, so like, with me, it was more of, um like, so my mom and dad was never married. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it was just me and my brother, you know what I'm saying, in the house with my mom. And, you know, at one point, when we were younger, we were staying with my grandma, her mom, and um, my mom, you know, she leveled up, working for the city. Um, she moved to uh, 8 Mile. Mm. So everybody that <laughs> see this, the movie, they be like, oh, you from 8 Mile, da 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 And I'm like, no, I'm really from Collingham, two blocks from 8 Mile. Like, I'm from that way, but it was a high-quality ghetto. That's what we called it because mm. everybody had, we had neighborhood watch, you know what I mean? I ain't never been in a neighborhood neighborhood Man, listen, watch with boy. That mean the people that people look out for your for the, each other. You know what oh, yeah. I'm saying? So like I'm gonna experience that one. Yeah, day. yeah. So they look out for you. You know what I mean? Everybody know each other. You know, we got the grass, the nice grass, you know what I'm saying? Cause seven and six mile, that's when it started start getting rougher and mm. rougher. And um, but now it's, it's probably like all the same now, but back then. But yeah, so like we um we grew up with my mom and my dad was around though. So that's the thing. He was always around. Gotcha. I hung with my dad's side of the family more than my mom's side of the family. But you know, daddy's side be lit all the time. All the time. And we still, to this day, close. All the time, daddy's you know I mean? daddy so, side be lit. Man, yeah. So, like, we we um, we um we pretty much just was, I was just, man, I think I was literally, literally felt like I was living by myself once my brother left. Mm. My brother, um, she, pre- she kicked my brother out. My brother moved with my dad. So me, being a boy, who I want to live with. My oh. dad, you know what I mean? She would not let me go. She was holding me, hold me down, hold me to, to man. I couldn't, man. Look, I couldn't go to weddings. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't go to nothing for real. And um, it it traveled over. So when I joined the military, I told her I wanted to join because I was supposed. I had a scholarship too. I was supposed to go play baseball at Norfolk State. And um, the recruiter came in, was like, "Hey, look, man. I know you're the captain of the baseball team. I know you going to Norfolk State." But if something don't work out, give me a call. Mm-hmm. You know Holla at your boy. Holla at me. This was a Marine and shit. I'm like, man, don't y'all be fighting dragons and like- shit? Remember that commercial? I'm like, man, don't y'all be... <laughs> he like, man, nah, man, that's just, that's just a commercial. Don't believe that. But the Army guy, he was hounding me. I was like, look, man, look, I talked to you when I talked talk to, to you. you. But the way the Marine guy came, you know what I mean? It just gave me like, all right, I got a, I got a plan B. Yeah. Because all I, plan A was Norfolk State baseball. So, yeah, like, I, I told my mom about to join the military. What you think about the military? You ain't about to go fight no white man's war. Yeah. And I'm like. They just going to kill you and. Yeah. Mind you. <laughs> mind you. Her father, my grandfather, was in the Navy and the Air Force. Everybody turned out fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, you here. <laughs> you here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he took care of everybody. So, it was like. I was confused. I didn't understand where it came from. And, um, yeah, so she went sign off on the paper. So when I graduated in 03, so I had to wait till I turned 18 in September. Mm-hmm. And I signed my own papers. You know she put me on punishment? <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. Right here in the God. See, that's why, that's why I didn't even say that. I said something to the supportive parent. You know, Listen, you gotta, you, sometimes you... Right here in the God. And at that time, me and my pops wasn't speaking because oh. we got into it. But he he used to always tell me this. He said, look, man, you got two options. You either enroll 
foreign list. You ain't about to be out here in these streets. At the time, I didn't even know what the fuck enlist meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just knew enrollment, college. college. I'm like, damn, I can enlist in college too? Like, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> I ain't know. So when it hit me, when I signed them papers, and it was like enlisted, I'm like, oh, oh. that's what he meant. You know what I mean? And when I went to boot camp, I would write my dad, and he would write back or whatever. And, you know, we was cool ever, ever since then. But my mom... And hey, you know they get the call now? You got to write no letter. Man, what? <laughs> They get to do a lot of things. They get to do a lot of things in boot camp. So, yeah, so, you know, um, she put me on punishment, whatever I told my brother. He, he was like, what? He can't pick me up or whatever. 18 years old. Then it was time for me to deploy in 05. She came out. My dad came out to see me off because I don't know how the Army do it, but they do like a parade. Mm. Yeah, they times. do a little on your way there and, and com- leaving and coming. Uh, and coming, com- yeah, yeah, and going, coming back. They do it. They and do going, it. Yeah. yeah. So we was doing the parade or whatever, you know, I seen them off. And um, this is this how you know it's old school. We didn't even, like, online banking was was just starting. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I had, at the time, I had just switched from um, Fort Seal National Bank to Navy Federal. Navy Fed. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I didn't know, like, what I needed to take. I didn't know what I needed to keep. But I put my mom a power of attorney. And then Boy. I put my dad the special power of attorney. Right? To take care of my car. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm in Iraq. We we in the trenches. Like I'm and you making I'm you getting, making some stuff that you ain't never seen in that man. account. Or at the, you know what I'm saying? At yeah. 18, 19, you ain't seen so, that in your So account. what I did was I, you know, I gave her my wallet. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. All I need is my military ID and my driver's license. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I need. So I gave her my wallet or whatever. And um, I'm over there. And if I need the money, you go to dispersing. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I need to pull out cash to get some pre-workout or whatever, Red Bulls or, at the time, uh-huh. it was, um, what was the name? Rippets. Yeah, your, your crack drink. Yeah, we had the Rippets. So, we in there killing the Rippets or whatever. Whatever I needed, Double XL magazines, stuff like that to keep me current. Oh, and then you didn't need your debit because they gave you that Eagle Cash yeah. card. Yeah, not even that. You just signed sign your, your name, name with and- your social, remember, to get your money out. <sighs> so, like, I, you know, I couldn't really track. Everything, but I knew I was making some good money over there. So, you know, I call home and we had to call, we had to use calling cards. Yeah. So I'm calling home, checking on my mom, like everything's straight. She like, yeah. I'm like, how my money looking? She like, don't worry about that. Just focus over there. You know what I mean? Stay focused on what's going on over there. So I'm like, All right, cool. So long story short, I get back and my mom pops and my little sister show up. And I'm like, Pops, where my mom at? And he was like, man, I don't know. She's been acting weird for the last few months. And I'm like, I'm like, did she not come because of Kayla? Because, you know what I mean? My, my little sister was by a different. She had, yeah. a, she had her mom. Um, shout out shout out to Kathy, her mom, because she was always been no drama. She never wanted drama. She always just loved us as kids, and yeah. the kids ain't had nothing to do with what, you know what I mean, my dad was doing. But again, my dad wasn't married. So. Yeah, so he, he do what he want to do. Do what he want to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm like, that's weird. Well, anyways, I'm happy to be back. You know what I'm saying? I need my wallet, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the bank. So I'm like, my sister was like about to get ready. You know, she coming to high school. And I'm like, let me go buy her some clothes. So I go. I said, hey, let me get a thousand out. And they looked at me like, I said, look, man, I just got back from my rack. I know I got some racks up in there. Let me get a thousand out. The lady looked at me again was like, is this Antoine Kennedy at 14063 Collingham? I said, yeah. She said, sir, you got a hundred and something in this account and 200 and something in this account. A total of 400 and something dollars. I'm like, huh? 
She was like, but I do see a lot of withdrawals in Detroit, like from the banks daily. Like you have crazy amount of withdrawals. And that's when it hit me. She spent my bread. Bro, you got got like I got got. And yeah. then guess what they tell you? It's your, it's your mama. No, like, my pops was my pops but was that's heated. What I'm saying how that, that people not understanding yeah. that, bro. Listen, so I uh, I went back to the car crying. I'm cussing. I'm doing all this. My pops like, yo, stop cussing. Like your sister in the car. Da da da. What's going on? I'm like, yo, she spent my fucking money. You know I mean, so I called her like, yo, you spent my fucking money. How long were you at Iraq? Seven months. Yeah. That's hazardous pay. Man, what? Ooh. Everything. Hazardous, uh, overseas, overseas pay, pay, regular pay, you know what I'm saying? And, and all of that. So she like, you better watch who you're talking to. Nah, I'm like, man. nah. Catch me in these streets right now. I'm about to treat you like a nigga on the street because <laughs> you just did me dirty. You know what I'm saying? I have nothing. So then I came home and um, all my boys getting cars, getting putting doors and rims on their cars. You know, at the time I had the T-top cutlass. And um, I'm fucking hurting because I'm seeing this shit. You can't do nothing. And I can't do nothing. Mind you, she just graduated with a master's in business. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, you just literally just shitted on your baby son like that. Damn. So then I come home in October. I ain't got no money. And at the time, it's a picture. I got a picture, man. I'm probably send it to you too, uh, Roland, so you can post it. It was me... My um, uh, my brother, my pops, my uncle Keith, my cousin, uh, my cousin Keith, and um, I think Ro, Ro was there too, and like I'm looking sad as fuck, but I'm in the picture, and we 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 call it club, we call the uh the club um the Kennedy Club on Wade Club Wade. My uncle had a bar downstairs, so we was down at the uh down in the basement, and my aunt, my auntie Paula, shout out to my auntie Paula, I love her to death. But I know she didn't mean it, mean no harm. She heard, like, my pops told everybody what she did. So she gave me $10. At the time, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that probably know. all she had to give, though. Not even that. <laughs> At the time, in my head, I'm like, what yo. What am I going to do with 10? What the fuck I'm going to do with $10? You, you know what I'm saying? I just lost bands. thousands. Like, I don't have nothing. Like, you know what I mean? And that's why I said, like, I, I don't mean no harm to my aunt. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just hurtful, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like, damn, my auntie giving me... like It's like I'm a kid again. You know what I'm saying? I, I joined the military to, to, to become a man and do my own things. Get your own responsibilities. Get my own responsibilities. And then, boom, she hit me. And then, look, seven months later, I get a letter when I'm back in Cali. And um, in the letter, it was a $5,000 check. It was, a, it was a check and then a letter. I'm like, this... Pissed me off again because I'm like, this ain't all my money. Mm -hmm. I made like 15 over there. Yeah. Now, mind you, I probably spent about two over there from all of the, the snacks yeah, and the, stuff. Yeah, to survive. Yeah, to survive throughout them seven money. months. But it's my money. Regardless of what it is, 5000 ain't going to suffice. Mm -mm. In the letter, she wrote, the reason why I spent your money is I didn't think you was going to make it back. It was a done daughter after that. So when people, when people come to me, you know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, bro, you don't even know what I've been through. Yeah, it was a good You know what I'm saying? So, like, for you, like, it, I don't care who you is. I said, look, yeah, you can forgive and forget, but, like, that's my blood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you would have went and put furniture in the house, got stuff fixed around the house, so when you I come back home, house, put me a down payment, put on, me the a down payment on the house or something, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have been mad. But you came back empty-handed and Because guess where she spent it at? Well, not the casino. The casino. Guess who she spent it at with? 
Rest in peace. Rest in peace. My grandma, her mama. But, and you know, I asked my grandma, like, like, grandma, how you let your daughter do this to your grandson? She said, baby, this between you and your mama, I didn't know. Yeah, she this didn't even was know where the money, money was coming from. She just was happy she was going out with her daughter to go to spend the go spend some time at the casino because they love to play the lottery. They love to go to the casino. You know what I'm saying? So at that time, I'm just like, you're right, grandma. You know what I mean? I can't be mad at you. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you you chose to say you ain't think I was gonna make it back, mind you, you was my beneficiary. That's a gut punch. She was that means she was waiting to cash out. But you 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 rather took the the, the quick route, the quick route, the fast money, yeah. which was 13,000, 13, whatever. When you would have got six hundred thousand, if something did happen to me, you know what I'm saying. But the fact that you but even that, thinking that, like that, 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 that was a, that that was your thought process, right? Like, like oh, he about to go over here. I'm about to spend all his money, and I'm gonna get this other money. She, I don't even think she knew she was my beneficiary. Even if she did, regardless, you wrote that. You know what I'm saying? You wrote that. You put that in the atmosphere. My yeah, brother. you handwritten that. Like, when I tell you I tore that paper up, I burnt that shit. I burnt that shit in the barracks, too. Mind you, you know, you can't, you can't do nothing in there You can't be like, Yeah, you can't do nothing but sleep in there. I lit that shit up and then just run, ran water over it. Like, you know what I'm saying? But the fact of that, you know what I'm saying? So the trauma that we deal with is, is different. And I be trying to tell people, a lot of times, it don't be the military that's fucking you over. No, it be your family. And yeah. then you try to you try to deal with the military and then you you try to deal with your family. And it's like yeah. you you end up having to pick one. Right. Right. And that's what it is. Like, like after that day, not saying I, I just like shunned my family. You had to take a step back though. But I took a step back from that side of the family, from yeah. her side. I definitely did. Definitely did. Now my aunts. I still speak to a couple of them, but a, a couple of them I don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just I had to take a step back because I ain't never think that in a day in a life, like, they're going to do something like, you know what I mean? Like, like your sister, your daughter, your, you know what I'm saying? Everything yeah. did me dirty like that, and y'all just, y'all just holding y'all that shit. Y'all sitting there like, yeah. you know what that remind me of? What? One of them little dirty ass uncles, and they be telling you to go put clothes on, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's okay to hug them. Like, yeah. Why y'all okay with this? Yeah. You okay with knowing your, your brother do this type of stuff? Right. And that's and that's the thing, like, like accountability. Like I said, this year, I'm holding everybody accountable from here on out. You know what I mean? Because it's like people need help. So, you know, I try to see my mental health journey has has led me to want to understand people more right. and just be like, okay, you know, maybe in their head what they're doing is right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't knock somebody because I understand mental health until shit. I thought I was sexually assaulted. Right. And, I, and that, that was in 2019. I mean, I knew I was sad. Right. I knew I was... You you were still in, right? Yeah. Was it, I was, was active it, duty. Was it a, a, another member? An airman. An airman? Yeah. Fuck. So... I didn't understand, like, depression, anxiety. I didn't understand none of that because you you could say, you couldn't say at home that you were sick and then laugh because it's like, oh, if you can laugh, then you can go to school. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was sad growing up because I was treated differently, but I didn't understand emotions and feelings. So right. as an adult, I mean, I knew if somebody I cared about died, that I made, that made me sad. Mm-hmm. But you know that, that, unconscious, like that subconscious feeling, like why you upset or why you feel jittery or why you all of a sudden depressed. Yeah. I never understood none of that. But after my sexual assault, 
and they broke down like therapy and how the brain is and yeah. trauma and PTSD. I was like, well, I, I would like to start at the sexual assault. Yeah, but um, I need as to... an adult, but I need to take it back further yeah. now that you've given me all this information. Right. And then they hit you with the childhood. Oh yeah. They start there. And it and it trickles. Man. It trickles. Cause I didn't I didn't feel it either. You but cause you didn't understand. You right. again, we wasn't taught feelings and emotions. You 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 know, you look at the paper when you go into the doctor's office and like, how do you feel? Are they happy, sad? Yeah. And you know that if you go to McDonald's or you know Burger King, you happy. Right. But if you hit your hand on something or you stub your toe, you're sad. Yeah. They never expressed emotions and feelings. So right. if you never were taught that, even as an adult, you still you don't know it and you don't fully understand it. Yeah, it don't register in in your head. No. So um, I think I think my hardest part with uh, my mental health is when I had a suicidal ideation mm-hmm. and I didn't understand it. Like, right. you know, people say, I was just on the phone with this person. Like, they seemed happy or I just saw them and we just text. Like, we was just out having fun. I don't, like, suicidal ideation is like fighting a ghost. Like, you can't, you can't see it. You can't see it. You can't catch it. You can't do nothing. Bro, let me tell you, I promise you, it happened so quick. I was at work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I ain't, you you remember where I lived at, right yeah. across the street from the base. Yep. I went over there. I was like, man, I told my people, I was like, I'm about to go chill at the crib for lunch. Man, I go over there. The moment I walked into my apartment, it was just like uh, overcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it. I thought like maybe I was about to get bad news from somebody. Like, like you gloomy, know, real gloomy. Yeah, it got yeah. real bad. So I'm just chilling. And um, this was right after... Uh, I started seeing behavioral health and they started giving me these medications. They was like, you know, you gotta have, you have anxiety, you have depression. And then uh, they didn't explain suicidal ideation came with some of those pills. Right. So I never thought about killing myself. Yeah. I, I, I never, I never had that thought. So I, I didn't understand why I'm sitting here looking at the TV and um, the TV stand, I had the pills on there and I promise you, just how me and you talking, as clear as me and you talking, it was just like, go ahead and take them pills. Yeah. Just like that. Like, my body moved on its own. So when people say, you could have said something, why you just ain't reach out to me? Like, that's, it don't happen like that. Because them pills ain't letting you reach out. Your mental, like, I don't think people understand. Like, the, I rather, like, my assault really messed with me big time. Mm Mm-hmm. But that suicidal ideation made it, it was worse than that. Right. The fact that I lost control of my body. Yeah. Physically and mentally, that, I don't think I ever come back from that feeling. That's probably the worst feeling in my life. And I lost my dad and I was close to him. Mm -hmm. Suicidal ideation, that was, man, that shit was hard. How did, how did you, how did you defeat it? Um, I had, it was like split. Like, before my brain was taking over, I still had some type of consciousness. And um, my supervisor was calling me, asking me, like, when was I coming back? And I was like, I need you to come to my apartment right now and pick me up. Like, you have to come right now. Yeah. And I was thankful because I stayed so close. Yeah. And I had to go into the, I had went to the hospital. Like, they they did an evaluation. I was like, this has never happened to me before. And they started saying, like, well, no, you know, are you on, do we need medications or anything and I'm like yeah they gave me this to take or whatever you know I explained to them about my sexual assault and how I just started medication like weeks ago and then the doctor was like yeah you know 
this medication, um, if you don't have suicidal ideation, it gives you suicidal ideation. And then if you have it, it makes it worse. And I'm like... And they don't never tell you that. They just say, here, are we going to prescribe you this? We're going to prescribe you this. You know what I'm saying? And take, just this. take this. And then they say, like, oh, you should take this three times. Like, you should take it for, like, a month or, like, four to six weeks to give it time to work into your body. And then, you know... I swear the niggas it, just told me that. Bro. <laughs> and it was like, you know, you should start seeing a change. And... Yeah, I was seeing a change. Yeah. A fucked up change. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, for you, like, I got kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I seen what it done. Like, a couple of my boys committed suicide in, from the Marines. And I'm just like, nah. They like, uh, Mr. Kennedy, if you, can you, uh, how you been feeling? Can you take this? And I'm like, man. Like, bro, no. It's like, a pharmacy. They give yeah. you a pharmacy. And then it's like, oh, um, how did you feel after you took this? I'm like, bro, it shit made me feel weird. Like, bro, I don't... It's like, oh, okay, so it's like PTSD, mm-hmm. anxiety, yeah, depression, and then insomnia. 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 You know what I'm saying? Then you hit with insomnia. So now that you're taking medication for these, they give you insomnia medication, and on top of insomnia medication, they give you nightmare medication. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you on all these medications, yep. and you still can't sleep. And they're not saying, hey, this one kind of counteracts this, this one, one, and this one counteracts that one. Now you worse than what you was Man. before you walked in here. But they want you to continuously let it bro. seep in your body and let and let your body get used to it. And I'm like, bro, like, have you tried this? No, I took Ambien, man. I was cooking at night on Ambien. Sweating? I, like, like cold sweat. I was sweats? sleepwalking. No, I was cooking in the kitchen, making uh, full oh, meals. They gave you Ambien? I had Ambien. I don't have about every sleep field that it is out here to take, and it ain't even worth it, man. I'd rather be up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, 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 let me, let me just be me and just chill, cause I ain't, I ain't harming nobody. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like if you keep giving me that medication, that's what's I'm, gonna happen. I'm getting angry. You know what I mean? I didn't even understand anger until I started taking this medication. Like, yeah, I wanted to roundhouse a couple people. I knew for a fact that if I had that mouse tool, a couple people would have been done. <sighs> oh, toodles. <laughs> oh, because hey, listen, man, I'll be trying to tell people like the the things that we do in the military, like I always say, without the military, I don't think I'd be here. But I know I wouldn't. At the same time, like I've learned so much from the military that helping and asking people to take you further because you just not you just being vacant and you just trying to get through the motions and shit. You like, existing. Yeah, you just you just you just a breath of air, like you know what I'm saying. You just existing, and that's not cool. But at the same time, when you got people that that's like reaching out, looking out for you, checking on you, um, it goes a long way because of the adversities that we we face. Yeah. Not only as men and women, but as black men and women in the military. Um, then you got to come back out. Yeah. To the real world. Yeah, and then that's different because yeah. it's like. Switching from active duty to reserve, you know, I had to go, you know, get my get a regular job, and and I was around civilians. Yeah, and it's like these people, they doing their version of complaining. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I, I get it. Like this is your life, like, and I yeah. understand that your life, and I understand like certain things are um, detrimental to you. Mm-hmm. I said, but I be working with a lot of people, and they just be at work. Like, man, I can't. They be want to cuss people out, and they be just going. Stressing out for no reason. And I'm like, you get paid like every two weeks. Entitlement. Right? 
I said, you get paid every two weeks, right? I said, based off the hours that you work, you get your pay, right? They were like, yeah. So why are you arguing with the person in the cubicle next to you that ain't even signing your check? And then you talking about they aggravate you. Then stop talking to them. And you in a cubicle. Boy, I put, I put, you see, I put them AirPods in so quick. I just feel like uh, when it comes to the military as a whole, I really wish the government cared the way that they let the media and society feel like they care. Right. Because um, it took me almost a year to get a therapist. Me too. But they was doping me up, though. The, the therapist? No. They gave me a... Uh, I, I didn't have a therapist to talk to, but they so gave they me... So they was doping you up until you got a therapist? Yeah. That's crazy, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, I literally... I had a therapist, but then when I moved from Manassas, when, when I stayed yeah. in Manassas, I like... She didn't have a jurisdiction in yeah. in Maryland, so I had she was like I I don't have you got to find another. I'm another, like yep. yo, why you do find I why do I I don't want to go and talk to another person and start over and start all over again when we then progress for two years, and I gotta go talk to this new lady. And I swear to God, like this lady would be swaying in her chair, and it's and it's virtual, so she's swaying in her chair. <laughs> I'm trying to focus and like yo, what the fuck are you doing, like? And then you like, so, um, how was your day? You know what I mean? You know, like, you know what a therapist told me? First of all, we're gonna, <laughs> I called uh, the suicide hotline one time. Mm-hmm. They told me to hold on. Swear. Swear. I swear they told me to hold on. And then I had a therapist. Uh, it was an hour session, and we had to be about 30 minutes in. And she kept, like, looking over her head, like, like looking up like it was a clock or something. Yeah. And then... At what point I was trying to get my point across or explain like my feelings for that prior week. Yeah. So I kind of like went silent. She was like, Well, if you don't have nothing else to say, I got another appointment right after you so we can wrap this up early. See what I'm saying? But like they, but they, they getting all that money from the government. From for hours. Like they get paid like, like 120 an hour. Yeah. Cause I looked at, I looked at the, um, I don't know why they were sending them to me. Yeah. The, the, the send, print out that, that, that they send you the bill, yeah. but you don't pay for hey, it. They just telling you, they just they, telling you what they, what they charge. And it's like 120, 120 an hour to be on some shit like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's like, it makes, it makes us as veterans and, and people that's in the military don't want to use them. But I think to me, it's like them trying to force us away. Yep. So we don't have to keep coming back for our percentages. So we don't have to keep trying to like get help. And it's like, you just got to figure that shit out. You know how I ended up getting help? I called one day. So I asked my doctor, you know how when like you do like a six months to a year checkup and then you do that questionnaire and they ask you like, how often do you have X amount of drinks? And I was like, you know, when I wake up, you know, I throw some little yeah. joint in my coffee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm at the crib. Like, I'm I'm just, I'm drinking all day. So why should I count when I'm drinking them all day? Right. Bro, it took me to tell them I need uh, AA for them to actually put me in a program right. to give me a one-on-one therapist. Right. And that's what I had to do for, for uh, to get my my new therapist because the other one, like, like I said, she she just... It's like you got to oh, go she, above she, and beyond. She, she dipped. The therapist dipped that 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 uh consult that consultation firm whatever. Oh yeah. She dipped like she was like uh I I think you got to find another therapist because I won't be at this one for too long. But they, let I'm me tell like, you what they do. They tell you like, uh, mom's her husband PCS. So one, you can't play me. I know how PCS works. Like you have a, a lot of amount of time when you even know you in that window to PCS somewhere right. or you know where you going. Right. So she waited like, I had like three more sessions with her 
uh, before they restarted my like session count with her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she just was like, oh yeah, um, we're gonna have to switch therapists because um, we're leaving like next week. We packed up and everything. I talked to you twice a week. You you, right. you couldn't say nothing then? Yeah. And then the workload that they have is so large, she couldn't give it to nobody else. So I'm out here in limbo. And I mean, I'm telling you, boy, I was taking them drinks to the head, my boy. Damn. But you know, like, good thing is, you're here. But you know what? What? Sometimes it's like, why I got to wake up and still feel this pain? Yeah. I know it. I know it because I feel it. Um, I think, like, like again, too, it's like they always, and then they ask you questions, like, that just just don't pertain to what you're doing or how you feel. No. You know what I mean? And they like, oh, when the last time you seen your daughters? When the last time you did? Like, bro, I'm an active father. I see my daughters all the time. Like, you ain't doing nothing but just asking me, you're pissing me off because you're asking me I'm, stupid I'm questions. I'm telling you what I need help with. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I really want to, like, dive deep one day into this, but I don't think people understand when you are, uh, after you're sexually assaulted, like, you have to separate, like, sex and sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And that shit is hard. Yeah. Like, I'm still working on that shit. Right. That, like, I mean, you want you want to elaborate on it a little bit? Uh, So, my sexual assault happened in a bed. So, after that, I couldn't sleep in a bed because I felt like I couldn't separate that from that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then when I finally got to the point to where I could sleep in a bed, you know, I wanted to be with somebody. And then I couldn't because right. if I didn't, like, get in the bed with you simultaneously and then we fall asleep, like, You're if you came in, like, if you was, like, down in the basement gaming and then after you finished gaming, you came in the bed, right. bro, I would have lost my shit. Because you wasn't here when I went to sleep. Like, you mm-hmm. wasn't with me, so why are you here now? Yeah. Touching stuff, like, I'm trying to, re- like, I'm trying to figure all of this out. Just like recalibrate. I, sometimes I feel like sexually I'm broke, and that shit hurts me. Yeah. You ever try a uh, uh, a sex therapist? That's the thing. Uh the VA only gives you, they give you trauma therapy, but no, there's Nothing nobody else. out here to like explain. Like even I talk to my like OB, I talk to GYNs, I talk to mm-hmm. all these female doctors, and I'm like. I even asked, was there a uh, Viagra for women? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mentally, I, I just can't, like, I'm I'm no longer able to be aroused because yeah. out of fear right. of a memory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that shit hurt. I know. I know it do, man. That's, that's, and that's the thing, man. That's, that's what we, like, it's sad, but things do happen like this in the military. And it's not knocking the military. Um, but I think they need to do these evaluations before they get in the military. Yeah. Like, people. Because you will, you will know. I mean, you will, you will kind of, like, scrape the, 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 the crumbs off the top. Yeah, because some people, you, if you talk to somebody long enough, you'll understand that, uh, I don't want to call them weird, but some people have uh, tendencies that they just can't hide. Right. No matter what you say or it's what you open, do. It's like it's out in the open. Yeah, yeah. They can slip up and say it, but they don't even notice that they slipped up and said it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they think it's normal to them. Yeah, because to them it's normal because yeah. they done done it damn near their whole life. Right. Yeah, they definitely need to do like a, a better... Um, and I was a recruiter, so what they do in MEPS, I don't, I don't know. But I do remember 
It wasn't a lot of questions. It, it wasn't no questions. The yeah. only thing you was asked was, uh, I was asked, uh, did I have any prior injuries, like physical injuries? Yeah, that, they they weren't about are you are you can you move tattoos and um, if I can fucking duck walk. Yeah. And my drawers across the floor were like nineteen thirty other motherfucking people. <laughs> Yeah, with drawers on. Assed out <laughs> with some fucking yeah. socks and drawers and a bra on. Right. Yeah, they 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 definitely need to fix that. Um, but as we talked about, you know, this trauma and things that happened in the military, do you have anything good that you remember, or you got anything good that you can talk about the military? Because I'm always pro military. Oh hell yeah, man! The yeah. people that I met, like yeah, um, my my homeboy, man. Uh, Akil Buchanan, we call him Buck. Yeah. I honestly, like, I don't physically think I would have been here without him. Yeah. Because he was one of those people, I promise you, he would text every day, like, good morning, I love you, and I hope the day is better than yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can go 20 days without responding to him. Day 21, he's like, all right, I need you, I need you to, you know, hit a light. Yeah. Do something. I need to know that you're okay. Right. And he's like, all right. Got twelve hours to respond to me, and I'm or I'm on a flight. Yeah, where where he at now? Uh, he he uh in uh Florida. Okay, but he was doing this from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he done popped up on me. Couple times. Oh, couple times. Oh yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You need you need I mean, friends like that. Knocking on your door, like yeah. And then you like I ain't even had nobody over here. He just like walking in your shit, just like yeah. And that's the camaraderie. That I ain't gonna lie. Like to go back. So when you said when you came home, um, everybody was like, "Damn, you think you better than everybody? You think you you're better left? than everybody?" Listen, I I cut off. I think that the military helps you with your cutoff game. Yeah, because Boy. I swear to God, I had to cut a lot of homies off that I thought was like near and dear to my heart. Because my thing was, I was trying to be like, "Hey, bro, let's let's all leave." Not even that, but you know, you don't bump heads with somebody and they don't told you like, "Oh, you know, you ain't even got to go to school." If you go get this cert, I know somebody and you can have this job, X, Y, and Z, yeah. and you try to put your people on. And the first thing they say is, I ain't trying to leave home. Yeah, I ain't trying to leave home. But then when they see me traveling, they see you traveling, oh. it's like, oh, you left us. Like, bro, I asked all y'all to come with me. I went on a buddy program. So, and told y'all to come on. It was, look, ask, yo, shout, out to, shout out to Chris Love. Shout out to Mark Jackson. Because I literally, it was them, it was them two. My uh my bro uh Marcus Winfield and and my boy um uh, Justin Justin Goffin. So me Justin and Marcus Winfield we did the buddy program, but um Justin ended up joining before us. Mm. So he got he just ended up just leaving. He me and him left at the same time, but me and Marcus just ended up on the buddy program versus all three of gotcha. us. So I told Chris and uh and Mark Jackson, hey bro, like I need to come too. I told my whole I told my boy Mike. I told a whole bunch of people. And they're like, nah, bro, like, I'm straight. Oh, you know, I don't want nobody telling me what to do. But here's the but thing. But time. So shout out, shout out, shout out to Keith. Keith High, rest in peace, Keith High. Um, his mom was in the Army. So she was like, baby, you doing the best thing. Like, you ain't going to college. Get, get the hell up out of here. Mm-hmm. And I used to walk around the corner all the time just to see her every time I came home because I knew that was one person that, that like, approved. Of what you did. Of what I was yeah. doing. And she loved that I was doing it. And every time I came home, I, I made sure I seen you her. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I seen her. And um, yeah, like aunt, rest in peace, aunt. Like all my boys, like if you just hear me saying rest in peace, like I lost them while I was in. So I already knew that probably would have been me too if I would have stayed. Y'all was hanging around but I was each other. bringing 
I'm like, bro, y'all need to come. Like, it don't matter. So she love Chris Love ended up joining. He ended up joining. Him and Marcus went to the uh, police academy back home in Detroit, and then they had, like, some weird layoff in the middle of the academy. Mm-hmm. So he was like, man, I ain't about to stay here. He ended up joining the Air Force. He down in, um, in Norfolk right now. Still in. You know what I'm saying? So he he took heed. Like, he like, all right, all right look. I'm about to bounce. I had a plan A. The plan A ain't work. All right, here go plan B. But I was trying to bring the whole hood yeah. to the military with me because of the simple fact of what it was doing for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 18, on my own, I'm paying bills. I'm being an adult. Yeah. Yeah, we stayed in dorm rooms, but, like, we were adults. We did yeah, what we wanted to do. Yeah, you did what you wanted to do. As long as you was where you were supposed to be, Man. in the uniform you were supposed yep. to be in, doing what you were supposed to be doing, nobody wasn't checking for you. Nobody was checking for you. And and, and just, to, just to clear the air, you are not... Stuck on the base. No. If you got to go to work at 8 o'clock and you off at 3 p.m., whatever you do from 3.01 One to, to 7.59 or 7.45. Yeah, unless you got PT at like 5 <laughs> in the morning. Unless you got PT, that's on, that's you. on you, you. You go just wherever the hell you don't want. Don't commit no damn crime. Yeah, just don't commit no crime and you, you good. But I will say, too, they had everything on, on base. base. You ain't have to leave. You know they had... Uh, what is it called? Uh, the bowling alley. The USO. The USO, the bowling alley. Shit, I was right at the beach. Remember the game rooms? Man, you had the... you had the Then it was gyms, gyms everywhere. everywhere. On every corner. You had the game rooms. You had all of the stuff that you could Theaters. do. Movies. Whatever movie you want they to go watch. What was it, like $3? Yep. They had show. They had, like, people would come on, do concerts on base and everything. Man, like, Beyonce, I remember Destiny Child came 2004, my first... Uh, when I was on, they was on the beach and Brooks and Dunn. I'll never forget that, man. That was the wildest concert I've seen on base. And they was letting, of course, civilians at the yeah. time could come on base, but I live right there off the beach. So it was just like, yo, there. this shit, wow. Like, this what the military about? I bet. I'm, I'm good. I'm here forever. And you know then what I'm it's just like going to other countries and realizing, <laughs> bro, the, the dopest trip I did was when I went to Egypt. Yeah. Because I was stationed in Germany and I, I went to Egypt and I was just like, Spent. It wasn't. It wasn't even a grand that I spent to get over there. Cheap. That's what. I, that's the thing too. I want to go trip Germany. to Ireland yeah. from where I was at at the time was like fourteen bucks. That's what I'm saying. People like that's why I want to go backpacking over there because I heard once you over there, it's a, it's up from there. It's, you can go anywhere. I caught a train to Paris for like eight dollars. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. So the, there is it's a perks, lot of pros. A lot of perks. It's, it's, Fun, like it was fun, like to be around people, to experience different cultures that I had never seen right. being at home. The food, remember, you know, we we coming off soul food, soul food and, and fast bag, food. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we started eating, like for me, like I said, I started eating sushi when I got to Cali. Yeah, I ain't know. I'm like, man, I ain't touching that. Then, then Bloss yeah. was like, no, nah, bro, try you this. You need to try this. You gotta, yeah, you got to start your taste buds, man. Like, it, it, you know, I'm still trying up. to get my people to like eat stuff, different stuff. Man, listen, lumpia. Oh. All like everything, like, and that's the thing, man. I always tell people, like, people that say the military ain't for them, you, that's just a cop out. Yeah, that's a cop out. Anytime you feel that you can just get out of something, that's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not deploying or something. Like, you copping out to just going to say, oh no, nah, it ain't for me, man. I just think, you know. I got other things to do. Mind you, your ass ain't never been outside your city. One. Two, you might have visited Miami or Atlanta, but you ain't really visit the whole world. 
but it's a cop out. Like, how is that a cop out? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's just crazy to me when they when they pull that, but it's like, so you're not gonna go to college. Yeah. Even if you do go to college, what's the chance you're gonna graduate? That and you still coming back home. You coming right back home. Why not go explore the world while you, and then go to college while you in? And if you want to finish and do more college, you can do more college when you get out. But see what the world has to offer versus thinking tunnel vision and you just got one track mind. That's all you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like if I would have never left Georgia, I would have never uh, realized that I actually love snowboard. Because we're, we're, we're in the South, you're going to snowboard. See, I'm from Detroit, so I... We used to go tubing all the time. You know what I'm saying? We'd blow up a uh Yeah, a little what's inner the tube. That little inner tube or blow up the um the old the, school the joints we use for the pool, the little floaties. Yeah. And just go down the hills. You know what I'm saying? Man, tackle football in the snow. All of that. It's like I never imagined Christmas without snow. But then I got stationed in California. And I was like, Oh, this is nice. These little palm trees. Yeah, I ain't. It's 75 degrees. Like, oh my God. Like, it's I don't Christmas. Even know when I had a white Christmas. I don't Man, remember listen, my first white Christmas. Even here, we we barely get a white Christmas now, here. We had, the last one we had was 2021. Was it? Was it that bad snowstorm that everybody was stuck on 95? No, that was 2015. No, we just recently had one, 2021. No. It had to be when they was on that highway, bro. I'm telling you. 2021. Because remember the bread truck was out there and he buddy was passing out them loaves of bread to the families. Oh shit! Mm. No, we had one like no, yeah. We but, recently had one. I, no, you know what? It was uh twenty twenty nine eighteen nineteen. That's like the it was like twenty eighteen nineteen. Cause remember, pandemic was 21. 2020 to twenty twenty one. It was pandemic. You know what I'm saying? So it had I'm to be before you. that. It was during the pandemic. Yeah, they was out here in these streets. I don't know. I just don't remember the white Christmas in a long time. You right. So, global warming. Yeah, that's that's just serious. Cause it's probably about 60, 70 degrees outside right, right now. now. Man, I wish I was in school back then. Well, oh. I'd have been I'd have been fresh as hell going to school. But and see, I was in the south, so we got yeah, like it's 60 normal. degrees. Yeah, that was normal. normal. But down there, it's, it's if it's snow down there, it's it's Oh, you all shut hell. the city yeah. down. You shut the state well, down. Well, that's what the Virginia do now. They hear oh, it's about to be it's supposed to snow. Yeah, but they'll shut the whole thing down. Work from home, da 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 da. What you think about um off topic? Nah, not really. What you think about the remote working from home? The pandemic actually showed you. Yeah, she working from home right now. But yeah. But no, like what you like, how do you feel about it? Like, does it does it like help the economy? Does it you know what I'm saying? Um Yes. It's it's pros and cons to it. Uh, you know, um and my field and uh, a couple of people that I hang around with, they uh, secret uh, clearances and top secret security yeah. clearances. So, so a lot of stuff we can't do from home. You have to actually be in a building. Right. So for us to go in at least two days out of the week, that's fine. But yeah. if you telling me that I, I was able to do my job at mm-hmm. home the entire pandemic, and now you telling me that I have to be in the office, why? Right. I, I, really I actually f- was getting more accomplished at home. And, and I think to me, it needs to be like that for anything that's not secret or top secret. Like, you don't need to be in those establishments. And it's giving you a better peace of mind as a as a worker. Mm-hmm. And you ain't got to deal with that person to the and, next to you on that cubicle that's getting on your nerves, and even you ain't though they worry shitting. about nobody eating up seafood in the fucking break room. Got that thing humming. <laughs> Burning popcorn. <laughs> Burning popcorn and got his fish, got that perch in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely... 
Uh, I like it because it it helped me because of my anxiety. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't go out of the house. Like, I was scared to go out of the house for a long time. Right. It was months before I went Mm -hmm. actually out of the house, not even checking the mail or nothing. So when I was able to find a remote job, I was happy because I was actually, I had a purpose. I had something to do and didn't have to leave the house. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a, a plus to do it. But it's also a plus if you don't have a, a plan A or plan B, take your ass to the military. Yeah, man. Because um, look, four years and you can be done. Israel and them, not, and I ain't got nothing to do with this Israel and yeah. Palestine thing, but it's countries out there that you have to, it's mandatory. You got to do at least two years. Yeah. Before you can go. You, and you do, do anything. Do two years and then you go do whatever you want to do. So from 18 to 20, you still got you still got your whole twenties. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I feel like it should be um, a mandatory thing if you don't have a, you know what I mean, like scholarship mm-hmm. or or a trade that yeah you that you're working on, you actively working that you're working on from like your vocational school or whatever you're doing before you go to college or whatever. But, but yeah, they then, definitely need that. You you know, it's a, a lot of people gonna get out of it because how many uh, females you know. Found out that they was about to deploy and then was like either got pregnant or said that they were pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now with people trying to take accountability for understanding mental health, it's going to be a lot of people to say that they're not mentally stable right. to even go to basic training or, you know. And it's just a lot of people, let's just find out and say, they're not physically fit to even do basic training. Yeah. It's, it's, but at the same time, though, I you absolutely right. But you can't say it's not for me. No, or, you can't because you, or you, don't you never give me the, uh, you know, I was going to join the military, da 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 da. Bro, if you was going to do it, you would have did, did it. it. That's all I'm going to say. Like you said, you stood in line to get them Jordans. Yeah, you stood in line <laughs> for them Jordans for two, three hours. Them phones back in, the, back oh, when I was man, in Jersey. Was, oh, oh, my God. In Jersey, man, them, man, standing in line for them phones. I was on recruiting duty in line for them phones. Man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can stand in line for them phones, but you can't you can't stand in line and get your life right. But our priorities, like, it took us to leave to want to, like, help everybody else out, to show them, like, you know, it's other stuff out here. Like, it's food that you ain't never tried before. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to just come on. Like, just, like, just try it. Let me show you yeah. that there's other stuff out here. Like, activities, like, again, I be trying to tell people, like, at least once a year, I want to go snowboarding. Like, yeah. They be looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you snowboard? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, why not? I mean, I learned how to surf. I love it. You know what I'm saying? My lip, my, my no kidding. My unit was third tracks, third amphibious assault battalion. Mm. I was right there. They had the damn the vehicles that ride in the ocean. I was right there. My my so you, like, my motor pool. You didn't even have no choice but to learn. Listen, you every time out. I drove to work. It was no point of getting my car washed because the sand, the the the, yeah. the sand would, would get my car all dusty. Like because that's where our parking lot was right across the street from the beach. So it was like, yo, and and our ma- our what was it? He was a gunny at the time, the uh, mechanic. He was from Hawaii. That's all he did was surf, surf and go fishing, like with the little harpoon and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I don't know about that harpoon fishing, but I tried it surfing. I tried because I love I love swim. I love to swim. I love the water. And that was the thing, but it's like you won't even take yourself out of the out of the box. Yeah, take yourself out that box and just do something different. And I think um, a lot of people 
a lot of people see that it's, it's way more to life if you just go out there. But yeah, um, again, I appreciate you for coming. Um, I appreciate you for having me. You know, it took a lot. Yeah, I know. That's why I asked you, like, yo, yeah, yeah. You, you, you for gonna, sure you coming? You for sure you coming? Because I know, I know how it is. Because like when we. When the day comes, it's like, man, yeah. everything fall on us. And it's like, you can't even open the door to leave yeah. the house. Then, then Roland gonna say he in Minnesota. I'm like, bro, I just had her come. Like, you, but you then, know how long but did it I take get mad? me? No, you didn't. You know what I said, well, when he coming back? Yeah. Like, can we reschedule? <laughs> yeah, because that was. I'm telling you, like, I'm like, yo, do you know how long it take to get people out they house? You know what I'm saying? I'm doing better with that. That's good. You know, that's good. I actually go to well, we the store. We got the, the suicide hotline that people can call. Make oh sure yeah. We put that up there. Um. Man, anything, mental health, anything, therapist, you guys got to go out there and get the help. I feel like don't be ashamed about it. Yeah, like, don't Don't be. feel like you're being judged to, right. to take control of your life. It's your life. And it's only, and, and you're the only one that can control what you're yeah. doing. You know what I mean? Don't let nobody else control anything about you. So I would definitely say um, put yourself in a better position by going to get help. And if you don't, you hindering yourself from getting better mm. and the people around you, you could be hindering them as well. Oh, we definitely hurt them. I think we hurt them more than we hurt ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, mo- most definitely. So yeah, man, this is it. This is this is the relationships worth more than money. Angelina, my homie came and, and came and give y'all the women's side of things. And um, you got anything? No. Well, yeah, I really do want everyone to not forget that no matter what, as a woman, as a black woman, you control everything. Like, we control the world. Like, we are the That's world. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So, for somebody to tell you, like, don't say nothing to somebody or keep it hush-hush or just wait till you finish, you know, this project and then you can move on. No, you need to speak up now because the longer you wait, the longer people going to not believe you that it actually happened. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's not even with sexual assault. That's with a promotion. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's with anything in life. Yeah. You know, my dad told me, if you didn't tell me when it happened, it's going to be hard for me to believe that you waited so long. Right. Try to do better with speaking up for yourself the moment something happened or the moment somebody makes you feel uncomfortable. Let them know, hey, I'm not laughing at that joke because I ain't find that funny. Yeah. Like, that was very disrespectful and rude. Mm-hmm. So speak up. Now, and if you can't do it, hey, shoot a text to somebody say, hey, man, I need I need to know how to address the situation with somebody. By yeah. the end of the day, I right. need you to help me. Yeah. I don't got them texts plenty of times. Like, I really don't know how to like tell this person that they just, they being very sexist mm-hmm. and everybody around them is laughing. Right. Because they don't know how to tell this person that you're doing wrong. Right. So if, if you don't take nothing else, man, speak up and find somebody that's going to speak up for you. And, um... You kind of pretty much gave some gems just now, but do you have any? I used to always always close out with gym class. Mm. So with with this podcast, do you have any other gems that you want to you know express to anybody? Like any tools that they can put in a toolbox? Oh yeah, write down your thoughts. That's a great one. That's a great one. But why though? Because uh, sometimes we forget, and it's not that uh, it's something like insignificant or it. We shouldn't remember it, but when you when you thinking about like your life and your mental health, 
it goes deeper than just like remembering what you need from the grocery store. Because uh, sometimes um, I went through art therapy mm-hmm. and I learned that uh, I can write down how I felt uh, at a certain time and then I can go back and be like, okay, I remember I smelled this cologne and this reminded me of somebody that didn't do right by me. So this is why I felt the way that I felt versus, you know, we allowing our mind to tell us to get get over it. Mm-hmm. Which is why we don't speak up because we always getting over something that we're not understanding and accepting. Right. So if you write down your thoughts and your feelings more often, you can understand the pain that you're actually going through and why you can't go to your grandma's house when you see your uncle or why you can't go into the grocery store or why you can't park and not back in. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you'll understand so yourself you, you more. Pull in? Oh, no, I back in. I'm about to say, I, pull, I'm, I'm, I'm back I'm, in too. Spirit. I need to get out. I need to get out. I'm hitting everything yeah. in a way. Okay. Yeah, just write it down so that you can understand you as an individual because I can't expect you to understand me if I don't understand myself. And you can always go back and read it. And, yeah. And analyze why you felt that yep. way. Yeah. I definitely got a book. I definitely got a book, a, a journal. Yeah. That you, that, that, you know what I mean? To just be like, man, you know what? Uh, I, I, I felt bad early this morning. I'm not understanding why I felt this way, but, you know, I'm going to jot it down. And then later on, yeah. it's just like, okay, your brain will hit that. You know what? Today is the anniversary of a, a close friend's death. And yeah. You, you weren't looking at the clock. You weren't looking at the calendar. But the you knew, but you knew the time. Right. Like, it could have been a time that somebody called you and told you that that person yeah. passed away, but it didn't dawn on you at the time. And then, you know, you felt sad. So just write it down so you can understand your emotions yeah. so that we can stop blocking people out. Because yeah. when you don't understand yourself, you block people out because you feel like they're not going to understand you. Right, that's a fact. That's a fact. But it is some people you need to. You have to though. It is some people that you do I'm need okay to block with. out. But it, yeah, you're right. Write it out and um, go back and analyze on why you feel the way you feel. That's a hell of a gym. Have to write down your thoughts and like that, we gone. <laughs>